Amen. Well, we just thank God for, for, for all of you. If you have your Bibles, would you turn to Proverbs 31? Just read a few verses. A few verses this morning and just lift certain truths for us. Amen. In Jesus' name. Proverbs 31, verse 29, verse 29 through 31. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gate. May the Lord bless the reading and hearing of his holy word. I'm going to speak to you briefly from this particular passage and from this particular uh, topic. The woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. Amen. The woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Eternal God, our Father, we love you and thank you so much for this celebration, even another day that you've allowed us to enjoy. Now we pray that you anoint us afresh, that we'll be able to proclaim your word. No more I, but the Christ that dwells within us. Give us words that would encourage. Holy Ghost, have your way. Speak to the hearts as the need permits. And so we love you and thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Proverbs 31, uh, 29 through 31, this passage we've heard many times. But if we lift it and we find certain truths there, we'll find that there are certain things that we want to recognize, recognize certain things in this particular passage. Proverbs 31, verse 29, uh, even beginning at um, verse 29, but it's also speaking from the message translation. Let me read that one for you. It's more... Uh, literal translation. Many women have done wonderful things, but you are outclassing them all. Charm is misleading, and beauty soon fades, but the woman to be admired and praised is the woman who lives in the fear of God. Give her everything she deserves. Festoon her life with praise. Festoon means to give her a garland of roses or flowers around her neck. Give her those in praise. Mothers and caretakers, mothers and caretakers, guardians have too often been unappreciated, unnoticed, and unrecognized by their families and those they serve. They work and they serve day after day with the great God-given compassion and dedication and determination. They give all these uh, efforts for their family. Family members may take advantage of services mothers provide, but I'm here to tell you and remind you that God sees the work that you do. He hears the prayers that you offer. God cares about what you care about. 
which includes all your relationships, your finances, your health, your children, your personal interests. God is concerned about the things that you are concerned about. Mothers need to recognize that they have a lasting influence on the lives of their children. Whether the children recognize it or not, whether you recognize it or not. Dr. Billy Graham said this uh, some years ago. He said, only God himself fully appreciates the influence of a Christian mother in the molding of character in her children. He says again, the influence of a mother upon the lives of her children cannot be, cannot be measured. They know and absorb her example and attitude when it comes to questions of honesty, temperance, kindness, and industry. In other words, he says, whatever you send out, mothers, they are receiving. Whether it's the example that they, they're absorbing it into their mind, in their heart, and in their spirit, and they, they will act it out. They see your honesty, they see your temperance, they see your kindness, and not only that, but the way you work and your work ethic will be a blessing to them even in the long run. There is a blessing in store for you. Your efforts have not gone unappreciated, unnoticed, nor unrecognized because God sees. God cares and God is concerned about you. You need to be reminded that we can be thankful, and I found out that we've been thankful uh, even when we were unappreciated, even when you had been neglected and uh, they looked over you. Isn't it good to know that God is watching us? Isn't it good to know that when your partner is gone for whatever reason, whatever purpose, God will minister to you? He will be there for you. There's a song we used to sing when we were, were coming up. So why should I be discouraged? Why should the shadows of depression come? Why should my heart feel lonely and long for my heavenly home when Jesus is my portion? My constant friend is he. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know that he watches me. Anybody know what that song means now? And then he says, I sing because I'm not because everything is happening my way. I sing because I'm free, because his eye is on the sparrow, and I know that he watches, he watches over me. When we talk about fear, the woman who fears the Lord, the man who fears the Lord, it's Women's Day, so we use that context, we use that vocabulary, but men, you ought to know that you are included in this conversation because God wants all of us to fear him which means to reverence him, which means to respect him in our going out and our coming in from this day forward. He said fear of the Lord is more than an emotional feeling or an influential uh, intuition. But fear 
the fear that it demands, this fear that we're speaking up demands that we as children of God commit our life, our mind, our heart, and our emotions to him. Not only that, but we should uh, have all of our uh, desires to fulfill his expectation. Not about pleasing others. It's not about making them happy. It's about making God happy. And usually when you make God happy, uh, it blesses so many. I say it blesses others. When you put God first, it, it just blesses the lives of those who come your way. Let me rush ahead and say that this is not the only passage that tells us that we should fear God. And I thank God, Job chapter 1 and verse number 1, he said, There was a man in the land of us, his name was Job. That man was a blameless and upright man and one who feared God. And he shunned evil. Psalm 128 verse 1, Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord and who walks in his way. When you fear God, that means you reverence him. And I say it all the time, I'll say it again, when my father was present, we, we conducted ourselves in a certain kind of way. Yeah, we didn't slop around the house. We were walking, not actually on eggshells, but we were careful. Somebody say amen. When daddy was in the house, when mama was in the house, we acted different. But when my father was taken away from me, I lived like he's there. That's what it means. It means that you reverence God, you respect your mother, you respect those who are in your life. Uh, when you reverence God, write this one down, Deuteronomy chapter 10 and verse number 12. He's speaking to the children of Israel. He said, what does the Lord your God require of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in his ways and all of his ways and to love him and to serve the Lord with your heart with your with all of your with your whole heart and with all of your soul that's a commandment that goes job 28 and verse 28 and he, he said and the man he said and to the man he said behold the fear of the lord that is wisdom Fear of the Lord is wisdom, ladies and gentlemen. If you desire anything, wisdom is the best thing for you and I to have. It's better than gold and silver. It's better than all the treasures that we can have in life. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge for us. Psalm 111, verse number 10, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding has all have all those who do his commandments. How many of you are obedient to God the best that you know how? When, when we do that, that's, that's wisdom and that's a good understanding. When we understand what it's all about, when we start with God and we end with God. And if we look at our outline this morning, you're going to find that we have written this down for you. The woman who fears the Lord excels all others in time and in eternity. And you say, well, what are you saying? He says, when you, when you live for God, you are, are better than the others. You excel them uh, only because of God's grace being on your life. 
Yeah, when you're close to God, he empowers you, so therefore you stand out in a crowd. You, you stand above others, not that you're trying to put them down, but God's favor is on your life. And when it says in time, that means this tick-tock, this chronological time that we have. We're getting older, and also we're getting better. But you need to understand also in eternity, eternity exactly means not time. So we're in time right now, but then we're going to a place where there are no time limits. And God said, I'm not only going to bless you right here, but I'm going to bless you in eternity. How many of you know that we're making preparation for what God will do for us even in the future? He says, not only will you excel down here, you will have more favor down here. It's not about being popular. It's not about being on the news. It's not about being on the red carpet. It's about your name being in the book of, and you're changing lives and you're blessing individuals. You're blessing your children. You're doing the very best you can. It's not a celebration that'll go on where everybody's, every, every day is, is a celebration of you, but you need to understand that God is using you. He's using you to be a blessing to your family. It might not feel like it. It might not look like it, but people, our lives are being changed by the example that you're setting forth. God says, I'm going to bless you in that way. He said, you excel them all. But the woman who fears God shall be praised. And it goes a little bit further and it says, charm is misleading and beauty fades, but the one who honors God, he will honor them. I would like to say this has charm and it also speaks about a beauty. I need to stop right there because it says it's almost as if you can eliminate charm, but you need to be charming. Somebody say, man, if ain't nobody else charming, you ought to be charming. Yeah, he didn't say charm was bad in and of itself. He says charm is deceitful because you've got a lot of people that are charming that ain't about nothing. I'm just trying to help you. I'm just trying to escape. They're real good at doing what they do, right? But it's all front door. Ain't no back. Ain't no depth. Come on, somebody. Ain't no backyard. Ain't no inside. It's all front. He says, you need to be charming, and I want to let you know it's okay for you to be charming. Can I go a step further? It's okay for you to be beautiful. Look at somebody and say, you sure look beautiful today. Yeah, tell the truth in the church. Come on. No, but you look good, and it's all right for you to look good. Somebody say amen. What would I look like coming in here with a piercing over here and a hat hanging over there and my pants down? And you guys they say, you know, something wrong with that picture. And I can say, well, I'm trying to identify with the youth. No, the youth ought to be trying to identify with me. I'm holding up the standard. You have the standard. You can't do what everybody else does. It's all right to look good. It's all right to look pretty. As a matter of fact, it makes you feel better. They say if you go to a rest home and you go through there and, and women are down, they had a makeup day. They came through the rest home and they gave her, the ladies all, they made them look good. They said it was a good day. They was walking. They start to prance. And, you know, let me put my walk over here for a minute. You know, they're feeling pretty good. Looking good if you think you look good. Somebody say, if you think you look good. 
Yeah, your personality and your disposition is a little bit different, so it's all right to look good. Looking good is, write this down, commendable. Yeah, looking good is commendable. And that you need a biblical reference? All right, so I give you one. First Samuel chapter 25 and verse number 3. Nabal, Nabal, he had a wife. Her name was Abigail. And the Bible says she was a woman of good understanding and beautiful in appearance. How many of you say it's all right to look good? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise him. Yeah, it, it help you. Somebody say amen. Job chapter 42 and verse 15. Uh, you know Job lost all of his children, but the, the Lord blessed him with some more uh, children. And we thank God he says there were no women so beautiful as the daughters of Job. And we just thank God that it's all right for us to uh, look good. Looking good is commendable. And your husband, yeah, amen, your friend will say, yeah. Hallelujah, that's commendable. <laughs> yeah, be charming. Somebody say amen. Amen. Being good, uh, a good person is honorable. Yeah, you want to be honorable. Uh, and the only way you can be honorable is when you're, when, truly when your heart is toward God. When your heart has been changed. You can be, we can be uh, a good person to a certain degree. But here, write this down. 1 Peter chapter 3. Chapter 3, verse 3 and 4. And it says, do not let your adornment be merely on the outward. Arrange your, your, your hair and wearing of gold and putting on of fine apparel. He says, but rather let it be the hidden person of your heart. With an incorruptible beauty of gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. How many of you know it's, it's honorable? We can be good when our heart is good. How many of you know that when your heart is, is you got a lot of damage, you got a lot of hate, hurt people hurt other people. Amen. But God has come that he would heal us despite the things that are going on in the world. He can make things well for us. Being a good person is honorable. Not only that, but doing good things is respectable. It's respectable, and we just thank God. We, we do a lot of ministry here, and we would do more, and we will as the Lord provides. Amen? Amen. But we just thank God for everything that he provides for us to do. But it's, it's a respectable thing when you do good. It's one thing to look good, and it's another thing to be a good person, but we need to share that with others. And we do that in a way that's respectable. It's a great thing that we should share. Now, I have six uh, characteristics of a spiritual woman, and these are also true for a spiritual man. Um, we just thank God for the character, uh, the person who fears God. Number one, she begins a spiritual journey to know God. Spiritual journey. Everybody say spiritual journey. We're not just winging through life, but we are spiritual beings that live in this particular house. She begins her spiritual journey to know God. Write this down, Proverbs 1 and 7. What the Bible does in Proverbs, it hymns in their bookends. It says it starts with wisdom and it ends with wisdom. Proverbs 1 and 7 says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise 
uh, wisdom and instruction. It's sorry. It's a sorry and sad commentary uh, for persons who won't listen. How I many of you know a person that won't listen? It's like they're hard-headed. That my daddy used to say, "You got a, you got a hard head, son." Yeah, you're not letting anything in. And ladies and gentlemen, we all need to, on our spiritual journey, we need to listen and understand and allow God to supply us with wisdom. That is the beginning of our spiritual journey. Not only that, but she's determined to turn away from going her own way. And you know my favorite passage, Proverbs 3, 5, 6, and I'm going to include seven on today. Trusting in the Lord with all of your heart and leaning not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledging him and he will direct your path. The only way we made it this far, and I know it, I can speak for my mother's only way we made it this far is because she trusted in God. Come on, when mother and father forsake you, my father was off the scene. She trusted in God. She started. So even though she lost a, a mate that was right there by her side, we thank God that she had the Lord, yeah, by her side. And so therefore she was able to continue. And then verse number 7 says to you and I, it says, do not be wise in your own eyes. It says, but fear the Lord and depart from evil. A reverence for God makes you act right and walk right no matter where, uh, where you are or what's going on in life. You will always give God the glory and the praise by the way we conduct ourselves. Somebody say amen. She began her spiritual journey. Not only that, she was determined to turn away uh, turn away from going her own way, she entered into deep intimacy and communication with God. How many of you have a relationship with God where you can talk with him? Yeah, we talk with him and we walk with him. We're still in Proverbs 14 and verse number 26. In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence. When you got a relationship with God, uh, ladies, uh, you will find that when you are close to God, he will strengthen you. You will have a certain amount of confidence, but it's not in yourself, but it's in the one that is in you. Amen. And so there's nothing that can stop you. There's nothing that can hold you back when you have that confidence that comes from God. And then it says a little bit further in Proverbs 14, 26, it also says your children will find refuge. Yeah, when your children, they might be out there, they ain't talking to you right now, but you're standing and you're close and you're communicating with God. Whenever they come, they know they have a refuge in you. And when they know they can always depend on mama, no matter how raggedy I've been living, when I come home, mama gonna allow me to enjoy at least a meal or a cold cup of water. Somebody say amen. At least let me sleep on the couch or on the floor in the garage. She gonna do something the, no matter how bad and I've seen it happen it might not have happened in your, in your household but I've seen uh, mothers get treated ever so bad but then they still loved yeah they loved their children aren't you glad that God loved us yeah whenever you see a husband and a wife you see God and you say, well, what are you talking about now? Because we know that God is hard. He, he, he'll make you clean the yard. He'll make you do the work and work the garden. But he also has a tender side. 
Woo-wee, yeah, that's what I want to say uh, at our marriage couple Sunday school class. When you see the man, you see the woman, you see God in his entirety. How many of you know that God cries when you cry? Yeah, he'll shed tears and he feels sad and he wants to make sure that your, all of your needs are pro- provided for you. He's not always working in the macho. I want to let you know that he made a male and female. He made them in his image. Hallelujah. So when you see mama, you see God. You see a symbol of God. You see how God is and how God puts up with and God takes in and God keeps loving in spite of and even in the midst of. Thank God for the fear of God. And in verse 27, 14, 27, it says the fear of the Lord is that fountain of life to turn one it turns one away from the snare of death I don't know about you I don't need the fountain of youth but the fountain of life I take that I only I, yeah I wasn't I wasn't that smart when I was young somebody say hey man I'm just getting a little bit better so I say hey, man got more sense now than I had previously Hallelujah. Anybody want to go backwards? No, <laughs> not me. No, 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 no. Because if I can't take this since I got now, ain't no need me going back. Somebody say amen. Because I'm better than I was. Anybody raise your hand and say I'm better than I was. I got more sense. Yeah, I got more sense than I had previously. But when you have intimacy and communication with God, you'll find that you have confidence. And it also gives strength to your family. That's why they lean on you. That's why they call you. That's why they rely on you. They see the strength that you, you uh, exude, and surely you'll get tired, and see you get worn out, but let me tell you, it's already gonna, it's gonna benefit. Yeah, having a mother like you is really gonna be a, it's a blessing to your children, whether you get that feedback from them or not. Amen. I'm gonna move forward. So, she experiences great genuine, that is, joy and satisfaction. Write this down. It's already in your text, but Proverbs 31, 25. 25, strength and honor are her clothing. She rejoices in times to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom. And on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. That means she ain't lazy. Her children rise up and call her blessed. And her husband will too if he got any sin. And give her the praise. Somebody say amen. You need to recognize that genuine joy comes from the relationship that you have with God. Relationship that you have with Christ our King. And so therefore, we got joy. Is there anybody here with joy in the midst of? Yeah, joy, joy, joy comes from the inside. It's not, it's different from happy. Happy comes from happenings and ain't nothing happening many times. But joy is something deep on the inside. Amen. To make you smile and say it's going to be all right even though things look raggedy. I got the joy of the Lord, which is my strength. I preach by myself. I say, yeah, the joy of the Lord. How many of you can just be happy when you just get up? It ain't because you got everything going on. I'm just glad to be alive. Yeah. I just thank God. Look at number five. Number five says it reaps the fruit 
of a disciplined life. Reaps the fruit of a disciplined life. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 27, 10, 27. reaps the fruit, and it says, The fear of the Lord prolongs your days. Uh, even Richard Pryor was aware of that. He said, there's calling a man an old fool. He said, no, you can't get old being no fool, which means you'd be so foolish you cut your life off short. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Y'all ever act like you don't remember that one. Yeah, well, Richard, <laughs> anyway, we leave that alone. But the fear and reverence of Lord of the Lord will extend your life. And I said it previously, and I'll say it again. You step out of this life into everlasting life. So it's not that even you go through a doorway and you enter into an everlasting life that God has provided. But then he also provides fruit for you. You you benefit the labor that you put in the 30 some years you did at that agency and and the other jobs that you took. They're taking care of you right now. And then God is sustaining you. Listen, I, I don't know what my future is, but I know who's in the future. And I to lean and depend on him. I can't worry about what's not going on, what I didn't do in the past. But, but God has a way to provide your every need, no matter what it is. Last of all, she determined to serve the Lord with her whole heart. How many of you are determined to serve him with your whole heart? And I like this particular passage 31 and verse 30, which is our text for today. It said, charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but the woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. And then the verse that follows it says, give her everything she deserves. Yeah, festoon her or give her the roses while you have a chance and while you have that opportunity. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to say, celebrate you all right now. If you fear the Lord, I want you to raise your hand. If you really reverence God and you thank God for who he is. And so therefore, we return to where we began. And I just thank God uh, when we think about life. And sometimes we don't get the appreciation that we think we should get from our family members. We shouldn't get the feedback. We're loving and it's a one-way relationship. Uh, but I thank God that he watches over me. And I thank God that his eye is on the sparrow. And I want to let you know, no matter who you are, no matter what you're going through, whether you're single or you're trying to mingle, whatever your circumstances might be, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to let you know that God sees you where you are. And you need to have joy, take joy in where you are, take joy in where God has brought you from, take joy because God has already, because you are a virtuous woman because you have been holding on to God's unchanging hand. That's why things are the way they are. That's why you still got your head. That's why you haven't lost your mind. That's why you're still holding on because you got the Lord by your side. And I like this part. Why should I be discouraged? Yeah, why should I let the shadows of depression come? Why should my heart feel lonely and long to be gone to my heavenly home? When Jesus is my portion, yeah, my constant friend is he. And when we look at the children of Israel, there was a tribe called Levi. And Levi's tribe, they didn't get no land. Everybody, uh, 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 they, everybody else got some, got some land, but the Levites didn't get no land. He said, I ain't giving you no land, but why you ain't giving me no land? He said, because I'm your portion. 
He said, when you got me, you got all the land. When you got me, you got everything that you need. How many of you can say that Jesus is? Yeah, my portion. A constant friend is he. For them lonely nights when you can't sleep. Lonely nights when you're worried about your, your relationships. Worried about where your children are. He said, a constant friend is he. And if his eyes on the sparrow, I say, his eyes on the sparrow, and I know he's watching over me. Point at yourself, and I know he's watching over me. So therefore, I sing. Yeah, because I'm happy. Yeah, I sing. <laughs> yeah, why? Because I'm free. <laughs> yeah, his eyes on the spot. It don't matter about my circumstance. It don't matter about my situation. It don't matter about the setup. Yeah, when you got God, you got everything you need. A virtuous man, a virtuous woman can walk in any generation. When they show up, the anointing of God, he'll make a way when there seems to be no way. Listen, don't worry about how you're going to make your ends meet. You got a God that's rich in houses and land. Don't worry about your health. I know somebody who can lay a hand on you. And he don't even have to show up. He can just say the word. Yeah, and things will change and transform. Keep your mind and keep your, the fear of the Lord before you. The reverence of the Lord. I've decided I'm going to serve him. I said, I decided I'm going to serve him. I said, Daddy been going a mighty long time, ladies and gentlemen. And I told the story often, and I'll tell it again. Daddy died on, on, on Wednesday, and I found God on Thursday. You say, well, what is that all about? Sometimes God has to remove things. Oh, wow, well, you're not listening. But how many of you know I'm still here? Yeah, I say, you're going to have to show me yourself. Or else I'm ready to go too. But how many of you know that God stood up in me? How many of you know that God is the only one been keeping me? God is the only one been restoring. I thank him for a mother whose shoulder we can cry on. I thank God for friends that are always there. But how many of you thank God that he's right there? He's right there. And I say it all the time, cast all of your cares upon him. Your children, your finances, your circumstance, your health, family situations, whatever it is, let God have it. The only reason we're here celebrating this day is because God kept us. He kept us. Yeah, we would have been gone. But listen, let's all stand to our feet. The fear of the Lord or the reverence for the Lord, the respect of God. When you live his way, he blesses everything that you have. And listen, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what the feedback that you get from individuals. Your job is to do what he told you to do. And when you do that, he blesses. When you plant a tree, ladies and gentlemen, you cannot come back the next day and expect it to have fruit on it. You're implanting in your children. You're implanting in your relationships. You're implanting. And as you plant that seed and demonstrate that example of godliness before your young men and your young women, the people in your community, God blesses your efforts. And I thank God that he's not a God that will just take advantage of us 
but he allows us to uh, benefit from. He doesn't muzzle us while we're in the field. He allows us to enjoy some of the blessings. Whatever your situation is, I want you to cast all your cares upon the Lord today because he cares for you. Is there any special prayer requests that you want to come? Just share with us. We'll pray with you.